Hello. Welcome to another episode of Skincare Made Simple. I'm your host, Ella Elston. I'm a licensed esthetician turned stay-at-home mama. So I've left the spa and now take clients virtually, host rooms on the social app Clubhouse, post a whole lot on Instagram, and now do a skincare podcast so we can make skincare simple again. There's so many and tricks and bits of advice out there to follow, and it can be hard to know which ones will be right for your skin. So let's get back to the basics and make healthy, clear, radiant skin accessible to everyone. Welcome back to episode four of Skincare Made Simple, where today we are going to be talking all about the skin's barrier layer. What is it? Does it hurt you? Does it help you? Is it your friend or foe? Can it get damaged? What happens if, it da- if it's damaged? How to repair it if it's damaged? And everything in between. Now, before we get started, I do highly recommend going and listening to episodes one through three if you have not already, because we have some vital information in those episodes that's going to play a role in what we're about to talk about. In episode one, we talked about the base routine that everyone should have, regardless of skin type and skin conditions. And then in episodes two and three, we took a deeper dive into skin types and two very common skin conditions, so you can customize that base routine to your skin a little better. Now, before we get started on the barrier layer, just warning, we are going to get a little sciencey here, so bear with me. I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible, but as always, if you need me to elaborate on anything, you can always reach out to me and I would be more than happy to explain it further. Now, when we're talking about the skin, we are going to be talking about solely the epidermis. Your skin is made up of the epidermis and then the dermis below it. The epidermis is made up of five sublayers, and the only two layers that we're going to talk about are the top layer and the bottom layer. The top layer is the stratum corneum, or the barrier layer, and the bottom layer is the basal cell layer. Now, the bottom layer of the epidermis, the basal cell layer, is going to be where all of those fresh new baby cells are made. And over the course of about 28 days on average, those baby cells are going to make their way from the bottom, the basal cell layer, all the way up to the top, the stratum corneum or barrier layer. Now, when this happens, those fresh new baby cells are pretty much dead skin cells by the time they get to the top. That's not a big deal. And they will also go ahead and push out the older skin cells that were sitting on top, and your skin will naturally exfoliate those away as you sleep. And that's great, right? That means that you don't really need to exfoliate. Kind of, not really. So the basal cell layer will make those fresh new baby cells every 28 days on average when we're young. As we mature, that time gets longer and longer between sending out the new baby cells. So that means that those cells on top for our barrier layer can be sitting there for longer periods of time. So when we're 20 years old, it may take 28 days for our skin to give us new skin cells at the top. But then by the time we hit about 40, it can take about 45 days for those skin cells to get from the bottom all the way to the top. And this is what could cause dull or sallow yellowish skin. It can also cause your barrier layer to be less effective from protecting you against environmental factors and water retention. It can also mean that your skin could get a little bit textured or maybe pores can get clogged. And that's not really what we want. So we need to help our skin along a little bit by exfoliating. 
We will talk a lot more about exfoliating in the next episode. However, we're going to really focus on that barrier layer today and keeping it nice and healthy because at the end of the day, a healthy barrier layer will give you healthy skin, which will give you all of the skin results that you want. So like in every other episode, we're going to talk about the four main skin conditions that we're trying to avoid, and that is premature aging, acne, hyperpigmentation, and skin cancer. And yes, having a healthy barrier can prevent all of these, which is incredible. So how can the barrier layer become compromised? So there are a couple different ways here, and one of them is overexfoliation. Now, I did just mention that we need to help our skin out a little bit as we mature so that we can have those fresh cells and that cell turnover can happen at a healthy rate of about 28 days. Now, it can also be a little hard to tell when your skin is going through its cell turnover. It's not quite something you can track like your monthly cycle. However, you'll know because your skin will start to look a little dull and sallow and maybe fine lines will show a little bit more. Your skin may feel a little bit more dry, things like that. Now, when this happens, we tend to go a little heavy on the exfoliation because, oh, my skin is dull. I need to buff away all those dead skin cells sitting on top. I want my skin to look bright and polished. So we go a little heavier on the exfoliation. Or maybe we're exfoliating the proper amount one to three times a week where we're on a good four-night skin cycle rotation, but we're using the wrong exfoliant. Maybe your skin is naturally a little more on the sensitive side or your barrier is a little weakened and you're using a glycolic acid, which has the smallest molecular size of the acids, meaning it's going to be a little more intense and therefore it's going to damage your skin a little more because it's not right for your skin. Or maybe you're using a traditional scrub on your face and it's a little too harsh and it's exfoliating away too much. So overexfoliation can also look like using the wrong exfoliants. So that's one of the biggest ways that our barrier layer can become compromised, either overexfoliation or using the wrong exfoliants. So we want to definitely avoid that. Now on the other end, not exfoliating can also damage your barrier layer. So life is about balance, as we all know, and skincare is about balance, as we all know. So we want to make sure that we are not over exfoliating. We're not using the wrong exfoliant, but we're still exfoliating enough that we don't have that buildup of dead skin cells. So sometimes instead of your skin naturally exfoliating and pushing those old cells out of the way so the new cells can break through, sometimes typically with oily skin, those dead skin cells will just build up on that top layer, which this is what's going to cause those whiteheads and blackheads. This is what's going to increase sebum production. This is what's going to damage your barrier layer more, which is going to cause that hyperpigmentation. It's going to cause that premature aging. And all of this can be the result of not exfoliating. So we want to make sure that we're using the correct exfoliant the correct amount of time. Now, Aside from exfoliation, there are a couple other ways. So hormonal shifts can also throw off your barrier layer. So in episode two, we talked about how your skin type is genetic. And the only thing that could change your skin type slightly is a major hormonal shift like menopause or pregnancy. However, at the moment, when I say a hormonal shift with your barrier layer, I mean not sleeping enough, improper diet, overly stressed, things like this. All of these things can throw off our hormones, which can then throw off our skin and our barrier layer. So we want to make sure that we are staying 
nice and calm. We want to make sure that we have a good, healthy lifestyle with our diet, with our exercise. I'm not saying you have to go to the gym for two hours every day. I'm not saying you have to eat only fruits and vegetables, but life is about balance. You want to make sure that you're being some sort of active every day. We want to make sure that we're drinking enough water every day. We want to make sure that we are getting enough sleep. And sometimes sleep can be a hard one. I personally have two toddlers and they control my sleep schedule, not me. So sleep is one of those that I can't fully control, but if I don't get enough sleep, then I tend to be a little bit more stressed. And with how chaotic the world is at the moment, all of our stress levels are raised a little higher than normal. I suggest finding a way throughout the day that you can de-stress, unwind, take a moment to yourself in whatever way that looks like for you. I personally love meditation. If I can break away for 10, 15 minutes in the middle of the day or right before bed, then I'll do a little meditation, a little guided meditation. There are plenty on YouTube. I love the app Headspace, all of that. So I meditate, but I also know people who their way of relaxing is baking or just turning on a favorite song and just dancing it out. Or some people like to do spa nights or go for a walk, read a book. There are so many ways to de-stress and relax. So I suggest finding a way that you can do that in 10, 15 minutes each day to just bring down those cortisol levels just a little bit. Hormonal shifts over or improper exfoliation, not exfoliating. And then we have the big one. UV rays. The sun causes more damage than you think. Wearing your sunscreen is so incredibly important if you would like to make any improvements in your skin. I'm not trying to sound over dramatic here. However, if you're not wearing your sunscreen and reapplying it throughout the day, then there's almost no point in spending so much time and money and energy improving your skin because the sun's going to undo all of the progress you've made anyway. There are these little buggers called free radicals, and they are caused by environmental pollutants and UV rays. Now, free radicals are cell disruptors. What they like to do is they mimic skin cells, but they are missing an electron. So they come in and attack our skin and steal an electron from a healthy skin cell. That skin cell now becomes a free radical and will attack another skin cell looking to get that electron back. It never becomes a whole healthy skin cell again. Once it's damaged, it's damaged. But these spread like wildfire. And of course, we're not going to see the damage immediately. It's going to be something that over time will destroy our barrier layer, will cause that hyperpigmentation, will cause that premature aging, all of the nasty things that we don't want. But free radicals from not wearing your sunscreen and not using antioxidant serums like a vitamin C are going to damage your barrier as well. So we want to make sure that we're doing the right things to protect our skin. And then lastly, sadly, some people just genetically have a thinner barrier layer. Like we talked about in episode two with skin types, one of these skin types is dry skin. If you have dry skin, not dehydrated skin, dry skin, then you naturally have a thinner barrier layer which means you naturally need to do a little bit more to make sure that your skin is at that optimal health that we want. So of course, this is not an all-encompassing list, but these are the main things that are going to damage your barrier layer. And these are the things that we need to watch out for. And once you have a solid skincare routine, these aren't really going to be issues anymore. Now I say they're not going to be an issue anymore, but keep in mind your skincare 
is an ongoing thing. This isn't one of those, once your skin is looking good, you can sort of stop and you'll be fine. This is something that you are going to work at every single day. You're not going to go to the gym for a month and you're starting to look really good. You lost that five pounds you want to, all of that, blah, blah, whatever. And then you just stop going to the gym. You stop eating healthy. You go back to living an unhealthy lifestyle that you were before and expect to keep your progress. This is an ongoing thing. So the goal is just to have a healthy skincare routine so that we can have healthy skin. What happens if your barrier layer is compromised? Like I mentioned earlier, we're going to deal with more acne. We're going to deal with premature aging. We're going to deal with dehydrated skin from not retaining moisture, all of those things. But we're also going to deal with sensitivities. So this can look like a wide range of things for different people. Not everybody's going to experience all of these symptoms with a compromised barrier. But sensitivities can look like redness. It can look like texture. It can look like having products burn or tingle on the skin, things like that. So we want to obviously avoid these things. Sensitivities are one of the biggest indications that you have a weakened barrier. Now, we're also going to see increased breakouts, dehydration, as mentioned before, but we're also going to have a higher risk of sunburns, and we're going to have more signs of premature aging. And those signs of premature aging are mostly going to come about because of that dehydration, because when your skin doesn't have enough water in it, it's not going to be able to look plump and supple. It's going to look a little saggy, and you're going to start to see those fine lines show up more, especially around the eye area, because that is the first place to show signs of aging. None of these things sound good. So if you're dealing with any of these, it's probably time to enhance your skincare routine to really focus on your barrier. So how do you do that? Now, I mentioned exfoliation quite a bit earlier with overexfoliating, not exfoliating properly, using the wrong exfoliant, not exfoliating enough. Finding a balance can be so hard. And the next two episodes are going to do a deep, deep dive into exfoliation. So we will find the right exfoliant for you. However, if your barrier is incredibly compromised, if you are dealing with major sensitivities, if your skin is miserably dry and dehydrated, if we're dealing with a lot of breakouts and we're dealing with lots of signs of premature aging, then we want to just stop all exfoliation. And when I say stop all exfoliation, I mean all acids, all scrubs, all retinols. Now I can hear some of you already saying, nope, I'm not stopping my retinol. I use my retinol religiously. I cannot stop it. And let me just tell you, stopping your retinol for two to three weeks to repair your barrier is not going to undo any of the progress that you've made. Now, what it will actually do is give you a better result from your retinol when you start using it again. It may take a minute for your skin to become adjusted again once you start using it, depending on how long you took a break for. But having healthy skin, having your skin at that optimal health is what is going to make your retinol work best. When your skin is not at optimal health, you can't expect your products to do everything that they should. And retinol is an exfoliant. So if you don't have anything to exfoliate away, then why would you use an exfoliant? I promise, just stop using your retinol for two to three weeks, rebuild your barrier, and then slowly reintroduce your retinol again, and you will have a much better result 
with your retinol. Now, aside from that, there are a few things that we can add into our routine to rebuild our barrier. Things like hyaluronic acid serums. Hyaluronic acid is an amazing ingredient. It doesn't just have to be in a serum. You can find hyaluronic acid in face masks. You can find it in cleansers. You can find it in moisturizers. And hyaluronic acid is a water binder. So with having a weakened barrier, you're probably dehydrated to some extent. Therefore, we need to add that water back into your skin. And this is best done with hyaluronic acid. When using a hyaluronic acid, you do need to make sure that you are applying it to damp skin. This can look like not drying your face off all the way after you cleanse it, or using a facial mist, or even using something like an Evian water or just a spray bottle of water to get your face a little wet before applying your hyaluronic acid serum. You do this simply because the hyaluronic acid needs something to draw into the skin. Yes, it will pull some water from below the dermis up to the epidermis, but that's not going to be anywhere near as effective as having a bit of water on the skin that it can draw in. We also need to make sure that we follow our hyaluronic acid with a moisturizer. Using a hyaluronic acid or really any other serum without a moisturizer following can actually dry out your skin a little bit more. Just like applying hyaluronic acid to dry skin, it can dry it out a little bit more as well. So we do need to be a little careful with the hyaluronic acid, but overall, hyaluronic acid is a fantastic ingredient to add in to a compromised barrier or really any skincare routine because any skin type can use it since we're adding water, not oil. So even oily skin can use hyaluronic acid to give your skin that extra boost of moisture. Now, the other star ingredient here is going to be niacinamide. Niacinamide is probably one of my favorite ingredients out there. Not only does it help to improve the health of your barrier, it's going to help to nourish and rebuild that barrier, but it's also going to help to minimize the appearance of pores. And it's even going to help to control sebum production to some extent. Not enough that it's going to dry out your skin, and it's perfectly safe for dry skin to use niacinamide as well. But if you have oily, dehydrated skin, niacinamide is going to be your best friend. Niacinamide and hyaluronic acid both work beautifully with pretty much every other ingredient out there. So there will be no restrictions when it comes to reincorporating your exfoliants and your retinols because both of these work beautifully with retinols and all chemical exfoliants. Highly, highly recommend using hyaluronic acid and niacinamide when rebuilding your barrier. The other two things that you can use are going to be ceramides, which 50% of your barrier layer is made up of ceramides. You can actually think of your barrier layer as a brick wall where the skin cells are going to be the bricks and the ceramides are going to be the mortar holding the bricks together. This means that when you have a weakened barrier layer, those bricks are sort of rubbing against each other and they're not happy and they're causing sensitivities. So adding more mortar in there, adding those ceramides back into your skin is going to be key. This can be done in two different ways. You can look for a moisturizer that says ceramides. This is going to be really easy to find. However, if you have oily skin, it can be a little harder to find a gel-based moisturizer that has a lot of ceramides in it. If you are oily, I would recommend going with a serum that has ceramides in it. One of my favorite is the Polish Choice Omega Complex Serum. It has ceramides and other fatty acids to help rebuild the barrier. It's great for all skin types, but it's really nice for oily skin who needs those ceramides. The last thing that we can do to rebuild our barrier is going to be probiotics. 
Probiotics are very underutilized, very under talked about in the skincare world. Probiotics will do wonders both orally and topically because you have a microbiome on your skin. The microbiome on your skin is very similar to the microbiome in your gut. Microbiome is made up of good and bad bacteria. And in your gut, those good and bad bacteria are going to help move digestion along. Whereas on your skin, those good and bad bacteria are going to help the health of your skin and even help prevent skin cancer. The American Cancer Society has released an article written by a few dermatologists that has stated that a healthy skin microbiome can prevent skin cancer. Sorry, let me say that one more time. A healthy microbiome can prevent skin cancer. That is major. Having a healthy microbiome and having a healthy barrier layer sort of go hand in hand. So that's really convenient as well. Now, applying topical probiotic will actually give your skin a temporary shield as well. So it's going to give your skin another barrier while your barrier layer rebuilds. So some of my favorites are from the brand Coors. They have a wonderful Greek yogurt probiotic moisturizer, cleanser, and mask. And that mask, oh my goodness, my skin could not survive without it. I do it at least once a week. It is one of my favorite products of all time. So I highly, highly recommend checking that one out. There are a couple other great lines like Polish Choice has a couple products with probiotics. Uh, the brand Tula has great probiotic lines. And then Biosance is another one that has some probiotic products as well. So there are lots of options and it is becoming more popular, which is great because that makes it a little easier to find for pretty much all budgets. So those are going to be the main things that you can do. So we're going to stop exfoliating and or use the proper exfoliant. We're going to add in a hyaluronic acid or niacinamide. If you can find a product that has both, that is even better. Probiotics orally and topically. A probiotic that you take orally is going to help with your gut microbiome and it's also going to help with hormone balance from gut related issues, which is then going to help your skin as well, because what happens in the gut shows up on the face. And then it's also going to help your skin's microbiome by taking an oral probiotic and then applying a probiotic topically as well. And then we are going to look for the magical key ingredient ceramides. That sounds like a lot, but I promise it's actually really simple because if you're going to stop exfoliating, you can find a product that has ceramides, hyaluronic acid, and niacinamide in it. And then on top of that, you can find a probiotic to take orally and topically very easily these days. So it's not as complicated as it may sound when you're hearing it all spelled out like this. What do we do once our barrier layer is fixed? Now we'll dive more on this in future episodes, but simply if we have stopped exfoliating, then we're going to want to ease back into exfoliation. And this is where my beloved four-night exfoliation rotation comes in. If you've hung out with me before on Instagram or Clubhouse or even a little bit on TikTok, I'm not as active there as I should be, then you've heard me talk about the four-night rotation. And there will be many, many episodes talking about the four-night rotation, but essentially this is a very simple nighttime skincare rotation that will push exfoliation on certain nights and then let your skin rest on others. Now, the goal is for everyone to get onto this type of routine. It can be customized and we can add in rest nights. We can take away rest nights, things like that. And then what specific products you use on each night is all dependent on your skin. 
However, the overall basis of the format rotation will work for everyone. So the goal is to get on this simply because it will help to exfoliate your skin properly on the right night and then let your skin rest and rebuild on other nights. So just like when you go to the gym and you're working out really hard, you need to give your body those rest days so that your muscles can rebuild and heal themselves and all of this. You need to do the same for your skin. If you're pushing exfoliation really hard on two nights, then you need to give your skin a night or two or even three or four if your skin's a little more on the sensitive side to rebuild stuff and properly take care of that barrier to keep it nice and healthy because now you've done all this work to rebuild it. Now, super quick recap of everything. The barrier layer is the top layer of the epidermis. It is where your skin cells are mixed with ceramides and fatty acids and lipids and it is going to protect your skin from environmental factors. It is also going to help your skin to retain water, which is vital for the health of your skin. This is what's going to keep your skin looking nice and plump and, and prevent premature aging. Now, this can be compromised by over-exfoliation, under-exfoliation, not using the right exfoliant, UV rays, free radicals, hormone shifts, and genetics. When this happens, you will see sensitivities, redness, increased breakouts, dehydration, a higher risk of sunburns, and signs of premature aging. Again, neither one of those are all-encompassing lists. These are just the most common that we will see. And to fix it, we're going to stop or switch our exfoliant. We're going to use hyaluronic acid, we're going to use niacinamide, we're going to use probiotics orally and topically, and we're going to use ceramides. Once it's fixed, or if your barrier layer is only a little compromised, we're going to get onto a four-night rotation. This is going to look like exfoliation night, retinal night, rest, rest, repeat. Now we will dive deeper into the four-night rotation in a future episode, and the next episode we will do a deep dive into exfoliants. This will help you choose the right exfoliants and discover if you've been using the wrong one this whole time. So I appreciate so much you coming and hanging out with me today. It means the world to me. At the time that this episode is going live, I do have a really fun giveaway going on on my Instagram. So I highly recommend you go and check that out. I'm giving away lots of goodies. We've got some skincare. We've got some hair care. We've got some makeup. And the winner will be announced Friday, June 3rd. So as of right now, it is Memorial Weekend. This is going live on Tuesday, May 20th. May 31st, head over to my Instagram and enter the giveaway for your chance to win a whole basket of some of my favorite products. And fun fact, there will be a lot of products in the giveaway that will help to rebuild your barrier because I know that that is a big issue that my followers on Instagram seem to face. Thank you again for coming and hanging out with me. If you found this episode informative or helpful or entertaining, then it would mean the world to me if you shared it with someone that you know would appreciate it as well. Maybe someone who's dealing with issues with their skin and possibly has a compromised barrier as well. It would also mean a whole lot to me if you gave my podcast a five-star rating and liked it, commented on it, followed it, whatever platform you're on, whatever their form is. It means the world to me. I appreciate it. It helps me to get more views and really grow this podcast so I can bring you the best content I can every week. I will talk to you next Tuesday. And until then, be good to your skin and your skin will be good to you. Bye, y'all.